What's going on, guys? I am back. I know, I know, I've been gone for, like, ever. Um, I've had a lot of life happen to me with AP tests <laughs> and college, and I was sick. Uh, not COVID, thank God. Uh, I'm fully vaccinated, by the way. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I've just had a lot going on, and then there were just times where I was feeling lazy, too, not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, I'm finally back on the grind. Um, summer is here for me, um, so I'll be able to record and edit and do more stuff when it comes to the podcast. So, um, yeah, I'm back. I just wanted to say thank you so much if you're a returning listener. Um, thanks for being patient with me. I really appreciate who you are and that stuff and if you are a new listener welcome to the podcast it is called ykdp uh you probably know that if you looked it up on spotify but um yeah it's called ykdp stands for young king dave podcast got the name from a volleyball friend and it kind of just stuck so i just decided to roll with it and then i just didn't feel like typing the whole thing up on spotify because you know it's takes forever you know what I mean but yeah enough intro let's get into it all right open up to first Corinthians 12 12 um, I'm going to be reading from verse 12 to verse 27 so if you don't have a bible it'll be okay just make sure you pay close attention Alright, it says, For just as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of the many form one body, so it is with Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. For the body does not consist of one part, but of many. If the foot says, Because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, is it not on the contrary still a part of the body? If the ear says, Because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body, is it not on the contrary still a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed and arranged the parts of the body, each one of them, just as he willed and saw fit. If they were all a single organ, where would the body be? But now there are many parts, but a single body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you, but quite the contrary. The parts of the body that seem weaker are necessary, and as for those parts of the body which we consider less honorable, these we treat with greater honor, and our less presentable parts are treated with greater modesty, while our more presentable parts do not require it. But God has combined the body, giving greater honor to that part which lacks it, so that there would be no division or discord in the body, but the parts may have the same concern for one another. And if one member suffers, all the parts share in the suffering. If one member is honored, all rejoice with it. Now you are Christ's body, and individually members of of it. So, in verse 17 it says, If one part of the body decides, I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, that person essentially is giving up its own responsibilities, and the body is losing part of its natural functioning. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So when a manifestation of the Spirit is not in use, the church actually doesn't profit. And Paul doesn't mean profit in terms of finances, but spiritually. Basically, when the body is cut off from certain aspects of its functioning, everyone loses. And this is just like how I view denominations. It's either you add too much doctrine 
um, and fog up the clear lens of the Bible, or you take too much doctrine away from the Bible, and you're actually losing out on what God wants for you there. Either way, it's a loss. I'm not knocking anyone for being a, for belonging to a denomination. Let me be clear. I grew up in a non-denominational church, and let's be honest, those are pretty much its own denomination. I mean, like, I understand if you're a Lutheran because you grew up in a Lutheran church or you're a Baptist or Catholic or Protestant. My point isn't that you're going to hell for being a part of a denomination. No, that's ridiculous. Because all of us believe the essentials, which is in Romans 9, which says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So, what is my point? My point is that as a church, we're failing in the unity department. We're supposed to be one body of believers, but we're allowing politics and racism and gender cleavages, denominations, and other unnecessary dividers to divide us. My point is that we've been called to treat one another as brothers and sisters, and we've neglected to do that. We're supposed to be unified, but we're not. Right before Jesus was arrested by the Jews to be beaten, whipped, and crucified, he prayed for us. Literally, us, you, me, my mom, my dad, your mom, your dad, everybody. Um, it says in John 17, 20 that I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe and trust in me through their message. And that's, and what's the one request Jesus makes before dying to save us? That they all may be in one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, so that the world may believe without any doubt that you sent me. And that's John 17, verse 21. The one thing Jesus asked for right before he died was that today we would be a unified church, but we're not. If you're listening right now and you're serious about being a Christ follower, let me ask you, what are you doing to keep the body together? What are you doing to stay unified to your brothers and sisters in Christ? Jesus prayed, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected and completed into one so that the world may know without any doubt that you sent me and that you love them just as you have loved me. So, two things. One, be perfected indicates process, not an automatic snap and then you're perfect. So we have to be willing to go through the perfection process. But the perfection process requires change. Specifically, it requires a mind change. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in His plan and purpose for you. There's so much in this verse, starting with, And do not be conformed to this world. The world is constantly trying to conform us, and it's a never-ending flood of info and content from social media, entertainment, whatever. Paul tells us not to allow it to shape us, but instead, be transformed and progressively changed. Again, process. Because the world is constantly trying to conform us, we have to constantly go through the process of being transformed and progressively changed. But how? Well, by the renewing of your mind. Renewing your mind is anything that puts your mind's focus back on God, or more specifically, Jesus. So, reading your Bible is a great way to renew your mind. It's probably the best way. Worshiping, no matter your singing ability or talent level, is another super awesome way to renew your mind. Serving in the church is another great way, too. But, why renew your mind? So that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. 
This is how we break barriers, guys. If everyone was following the overall will of God, which never varies or changes from person to person, we would all be on the same page. Jesus prayed we'd be one like he is one with the Father. He said everything the Father told him to say, did everything the Father told him to do. Nothing more, nothing less. If we live like that, denominations will be a thing of the past. We wouldn't be divided in doctrine or political belief, but we'd be one with God and one with each other. Also, that the world can know that Jesus was sent by God, paid for our sins by dying on the cross, and rose again so we could live eternally with him. Again, if you're living to be a Christ follower, this should either be where you're at or striving to get to. The early church didn't come up with the term Christian even, but the people who they were ministering to to have them... Oh, sorry. The people who they were ministering to gave them that name, which means little Christ. That means these early Christians were so profound in their faith, other people were saying, man, that guy or girl is just like that big Christ. I want to be like that. A Christ follower, not a Christian. A disciple, not a convert. An active member of the body, not the appendix. Sorry, bad joke. The point is uh, that the it isn't that the label Christian is a bad one, but that I live my life in such a way that a person I know would describe me as a little Jesus. And then for two, this whole unity thing isn't even for us. It's for the whole world. How do you think the church looks when it's fighting the same battles the world's fighting? Yeah, I know we're not all perfect, but we should be on a higher standard as Christ followers. And here we are, still fighting the same battles of racism, sexism, and politics on a major scale. Nowhere in the Bible does it mention that there should be a denominationalizing of the church. Yes, I know denominationalizing isn't a word. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 9-13 says, God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. My brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? So, it was never God's intention to have us divided into denominations. Rather, that we follow what verse 10 says, and that we be in full agreement in what we say, and that there be no divisions among us, but that we be perfectly united in our way of thinking and in our judgment about matters of faith, and that we would be one just like Christ is one with God. Not just one in sentiment, but one in mind and judgment. Jesus and God don't disagree or interpret things differently because that would create discord in the Trinity. And, you know, that'd be pretty bad for us. So, neither should the church be divided in thought or interpretation. So, three things. One, be humble and recognize that there may be things that you believe about God or the Bible that aren't true. Two, be willing to not be stubborn, but change by the renewal of your mind. And three, seek God's will over your life and nothing less. So, the next time you're asked, what kind of Christian are you? Or what denomination are you? Hopefully you'll say, I'm a Christ follower, plain and simple, just like the gospel. Alright y'all, that was the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am highly appreciative of you. I know I say it at the end of every episode, 
but um, I think I mean it especially now just because, like I said, I've been gone for so long, and the people who are still tuning in, or new people who are joining, um, thank you so much for listening, I really appreciate it, like I said, um, summer's here for me, if you're still in school, I'm sorry, and my heart goes out to you, but um, I have an extended summer this year, so I'll have a lot of time on my hands to be able to record episodes, um, to follow what God's leading me to do. So if you're praying, please pray for me in that. I'd appreciate it. Um, if you haven't listened to my other episodes, please listen to those. I would appreciate it. Um, not just because um, I get listens or reviews or whatever it's called, but just because I feel like there's a valuable lesson in each episode. And I'm not getting paid for this, so I'm not really doing this for money. I'm just doing it because God wants me to, you know what I mean? So yeah, this has been long enough so i'm just gonna end the intro here y'all have a blessed night because if you're listening to it right now it's 10 4 p.m or have a blessed day whatever time of day or night it is you have a blessed one all right